you on your own appreciate your identity at times we want to change our identity because we move somewhere else yes i know you also have to blend but it's good to be who you are our name have deep spiritual significance and probably they have a way of directing our destiny what is going to come when we would have grown from children to become adults centuries of doing that type of work and doing that type of uh, concepts, then they would adopt these um, European names, which um, also says a lot about stripping away at the spirituality of African people, but also their own like um, culture as well, which is which is very significant because it allows for you to permeate through their, their psychology and control them in different ways. So they were doing this on both ends, in the continent and then people who had left which is a really important um, thing to recall and know. Uh, I just want to say that this conversation for me is important because it talks about our root. It talks about our identity. It talks about who we are. Because if you look among Africans, if you look among the Chinese, for example, they don't give themselves Oluwale or Olatuji. They give themselves their names. If you go among the French, they do the same. They don't give themselves Obehi. They don't give themselves uh, uh, Osunde, which is a name that you could find in my place. They give themselves French names. But if you look among Africans, we see ourselves be called Joseph, be called Mary, be called uh, all sort of names that are other than us. Of course, there are few of us who also bear our names. So the question, therefore, is how did this happen to us? Does it have any significance? Is it important that we as a people should have names that when somebody look up on a roll call, he could just say once, straight direct, that this is an African name. And when you take it down, you could just say, this name is coming from this culture, this culture. Now, there is something really peculiar about the Nigeria, for example, that at least of the major ethnic groups in Nigeria, if somebody were to mention his or her name, if you are a conscious Nigeria, you should say, okay, you are coming from this part or this part. Now, that is not for the purpose of discrimination. It's for the purpose of identification, of knowing who you are, where you belong, who are you, how do we interact with you. So, name for us is going to be absolutely fundamental if we are talking about building our identity. And because we are talking of names, Permit me to share a little bit of story about me with you. My name is Obehi N14. Literally with me, the heart of angel. But it means it is the God within that decides. That is what it essentially means. So when my mother was pregnant of me, she was hoping to have a daughter. And the reason was this. Her first child was female. But after that, up until my time, they have all been male. So she was secretly 
hoping that this child should at least be female so that the child can help her in the house of course when she's doing so domestic work and so that you can uh, tell the child okay do this for me it's not that the male are not helping but you know there is a difference between male and female in terms of domestic work so this is what my mother was looking for in my case but it happened that when i was born she told me she just raised the child up and again she saw a tail i said oh he said, another boy again. He said, well, it is in the hand of God. Meaning, it is fate that decides this. Now, I want you to pay attention that when my mother was saying this, she was not a Christian. Also because God consciousness is not something that is tied to Christianity. Africans have God consciousness. We know about God even if we were to take away the Bible. I just want to throw that one there. Now, so Obehe will mean that. Uh, what would that even mean for my mother? It means now that anytime my mother calls my name, she is basically evoking that moment, that situation, that story behind me, behind how she had me. So name for her or calling me Obehe, meaning in the hand of fate, is significant for her. Otherwise, she could have gone to the Wikipedia to pick a name that she would give a child. But that isn't, how, that isn't how it works. Now, I have another name. The name is Ehichoya. Ehichoya is a name that was given to me by my grandmother because I stayed with my grandmother when I almost from the time that I was a baby. So she gave me that name. Now, Ehichoya would mean that God will be your defender. In that if you are in difficulty or you are in a time of challenges, God will come to your rescue. Again, this is a God consciousness that have nothing to do with the Christian God. In case somebody is thinking, ah, okay, maybe she is talking about Jesus. That is not what my mother have in my grandmother have in mind. She is talking about God consciousness, the way it is understood among us as African, as people of African descent. Now, I have another name again, because I have four names actually. This one was given to me by my father. Now, I just said that in our family, we are nine. Now, my father gave me a name, which of course makes sense to him again. The name is Omohegbele. Now, Omohegbele in my language, which is Asan, south of Nigeria, would mean that kids or children are my kissmen. So this is what my father mean by giving me that name. So as you can see now, all these names are particularly significant to those who gave it. And every time they make mention of this name, every time they call my name, they are simulating that moment, that feeling that they had when they gave birth to me or when they encountered me as a human being. So I repeat again, name for us is deeper than just an identity, something that you just pick on the street or maybe you hear somebody have a, a nice name. You see, I will also give this name to my son or my daughter. It has to do with the circumstances with the feeling that you have, with the projection, with the project that you have for this new life that I've come to be.
Um, Grand Rising, good afternoon, good evening, everyone who is joining the call. My name is Nakaja, and I am the author of Play the Game, Hacker Crow Simulation. I've also written children's books. I also have a business that teaches on social and wealth empowerment. Um, I'm so happy you guys could join us. So names, African names are very, very important. Um because it it does relate to our to our history and um something that happened to a lot of different uh people with the transatlantic and in trans indian um slave trade was they actually started to rename people and then alongside and when once this renaming happened the people who were being enslaved or prisoners of war started to rename themselves to remember um, where they had came from. So there, there's those different things. So I'll say one thing about um, people who were brought to the Americas, which is a, a really great case study to look at. A lot of the um, Africans that were taken as prisoners of war or enslaved people were brought to America and something they would do immediately was strip them of their name because they didn't want them to know where they came from or remember where they came from or have those connections for them and also for their children's and their children's children. So they wanted to strip them and create this like cultural genocide um, to happen. And if you did say your name or go by your name, if, if someone could hear you do that, a, a white person, European person, you would be killed, you would be um, harmed, uh, humiliated, uh, whipped your back, whatever they get, they would they would do different things to torment you because of how powerful your name is, right? Because it holds so much history, and you can't control the people who know who they are. But when you strip them of themselves, um, it, it's easier to mold a group of people, right? And then another thing that you could see that happen, and so. And so, sorry, so what would happen, they would try to rename you and then give them European names. They would call them, okay, you're, you're Joseph, you're part of this uh, new family that has this uh, European last name. And I'm thinking of one, like maybe like Francois, or like whatever the case may be of these Europeans, because you become property of that family. So that is the new um, history of African names that you can see in the Americas, but then also in African countries, right? You think about um, missionaries that came in and in the Americas, you weren't seen as human beings or you were seen as three-fifths of a human being or whatever, and you were seen as property. But what missionary work did also in the continent of Africa was bring that kind of concept over there in African countries to say, okay, you guys are savages, you guys aren't civilized. And so because of that, they would um, create names based off um, the Bible and say, like, if you guys don't have these things, if you guys don't convert to Christianity, then you guys are um, savages. You guys can't be considered human. And, and so that after, you know, centuries of doing that type of work and doing that type of uh, concepts, then they would adopt these um, European names, which. Um, also says a lot about stripping away at the spirituality of African people, but also their own like um, culture as well, which is which is very significant because it allows for you to permeate through their their psychology 
and control them in different ways. So they were doing this on both ends, in the continent and then people who had left, which is a really important um, thing to recall and know. And it goes even deeper than that. But then the final thing I'll say is alongside when you have some African people that are traveling or taken, sorry, kidnapped and taken to the Southern Americas, like the Caribbean islands and everything like that, something that would happen for African people once they did land was um, try to remember where they had came from. And there's a story that says for Jamaica, this comes from the Ghanaian empire and the word Jamaica comes from the tree word Jamaica, which means um, to be taken or to get lost from your original place. And they did this so they could remember general vicinity of where they're coming from. So there are different ways that once African people were taken in different ways that they tried to connect themselves back. And then you have other things that would happen for the Angolans trying to remember where they came from. So many different things. So you can see how powerful um, it is to actually know. And then it, it's very significant because we become in this, in this, this space where we become assimilation, assimilating into our own chaos, assimilating into our own, um, self-destruction as African people because we work within these systems that exploit us for our labor or exploit us for our, our resources or exploit us for our, our narratives, whatever the case may be. And, and that's all coming from you not knowing where you come from, you not knowing even your name. So yeah, I'll pass the mic to someone else. Thank you so much for that, uh, Nakasha. That is, that is really fundamental. That is setting up the basis for the conversation today. Uh, because, of course, some of the questions I was preparing to ask, of course, as it tends to ask, is how did we become what we are today? Because like I was just alluded to at the beginning of the conversation, when we look at the name, uh, when we look at the name of a person that is coming from China, we don't even need to debate whether this is a Chinese name. When we look at the name of somebody coming from France, we don't even ask whether this person is actually uh, coming from French or have a French origin or not. The same is true of the Germans. The same is true of Russians. The same is true of English. The same is true of Italians. But now, uh, when we look at Africans, we still have the same identity so that when you pick up African name, we tie the name to either England, to either Portugal, to either Spain, to either uh, uh, Germany or Germans, to either French, because that is how we have been configured. For them, it is normal, but there is nothing absolutely normal about it. Because if they think that names, anybody can bear any name, they want to see a lot of Europeans that are Austrian African names. But I can guarantee you that <laughs> I don't say that there is no uh, there is no one at all. I'm not saying there is no one at all. But anyway, we'll come to that later on. Uh, this is really getting me very emotional because it is important for us. We are touching the heart of the conversation about our identity. All right, I pass the mic to Dr. Marcia. Uh, Dr. Marcia, tell the people who you are and what is your first take on the conversation, the importance of African names and the diaspora identity. All right. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good night. Depending on where you're located and where you're listening from, I am Dr. Marcia Thomas. I am a author of children textbooks where I tell their stories and 
have it transcribed into a language experience approach where they learn comprehension, phonics, problem solving, and critical thinking by reading their own stories in a textbook. I am also an author of my newest book, which is called A Leader Like You. I do research and I'm a Christian leadership coach. I am very, very spiritually attached to this discussion today because I am a descendant of the Maroons, which are descendants of Africans who escaped slavery and established independent settlements. And one of them is in, one of those settlements became a settlement in Jamaica. Uh, while I do not know the full history of my story, I do know that I take my name very, very importantly because of what it means. But the impact of of names, especially in Africa, was pressed home to me when I was about 13 years old. I watched a film that uh, it was a movie that was created that was called Roots. It was created by a man called Alex Harley. And in that story, the main character was an African descent that was from a Mandika language. And he talked about his name, Kuta Kente. I will never forget it. Even though I speak to you, I have goosebumps. And when he was captured and the, his family was carried because he grew up in, in, in Gambia, he remained firm and true to his name. He fought with everything in him to preserve his culture, to represent his heritage, and to, and to keep his history and the wealth of his generation intact. And, and, and it affected me. It moved me, something in me. And I, and I searched for the meaning of my name. And I, and, I, and I decided that your name must mean something from that point. And so when we talk about names and African names, I learned very early. And I decided very early after watching that movie and most, and I watch it on a black history month and I, and I hear Nicotia speak and I, and I was going to talk about how Jamaica actually came about, how it got its name in those contexts. And so I'm happy that she raised that. And so from that time, I was convinced, I confirmed in my spirit and I fortified in my soul that names, especially African names, are more than labels. They are repositories of our wealth, cultural wealth. It carries, your name carries the story convincingly and your values and your aspiration and your defeats and your successes and your victories and your struggles and your fears and your doubts and your overcoming and your conquering is in your name. And so your name, African names contribute significantly to your individual and your collective identity. It, 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 it makes you rich. And, and I had a post yesterday that says, embrace your uniqueness. It actually makes you unique. And it makes your 
destiny and I'm going to that road. It makes your destiny extremely personal and important. And we must never forget that because as a Christian also, I know that your name as a Christian carries profound significance and convey more than just your identity. It conveys your future. And throughout the Bible, we have names that are laden with meaning, symbolism, associations, divine messages. And even when names were changed in the Bible, it, the names were changed based on your transformation. It was a renaming of your transformation, which gave this new name a, 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 a significance based on your transformation or your change. For example, Abraham's name was changed to Abraham. Sarah's name was changed. Uh, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. And, and it illustrates what is your purpose and what is your destiny. And even if we are carried to different places and moved and our name changed because it's three Hebrew boys, their names were also changed, but their destiny was not. Their identity was not. Their purpose was not. God's faithfulness, mercy, and guidance carried them through their lives. And when their names are now mentioned, the impact that they should have and the influence and significance that they must carry years and generations after is still intact because your name is your life and your name is your purpose. And once you understand your name, your purpose becomes very clear and nothing can disturb or alter that. That is all I want to say at this time. Thank you so much for that. I'm happy that you make a reference so, to several places uh, uh, where names have been identified, have been profound. Indeed, it is profound. Uh, because it is known, we don't go to the supermarket to just pick a name for for who we are. It's a deeply rooted ancestral connection. I want to repeat that word again. It's a deeply rooted ancestral connection. That is name. That is the meaning of name. That is why we don't get it confused. That is why I want to repeat again that. In Nigeria, I want to believe that this is the way it is for many other countries, but I am from Nigeria. That is what I know better. That is why I'm making reference to that. If you come up and say, this is my name, I can guarantee you that it will take only a few seconds to identify which culture you are part of in Nigeria, at least for the, <clears throat> for the major ethnic group. I don't want people to, um, to underrate this by any yastic. It is saying, this is whom I am. You don't buy this in the market. So name is fundamentally important for us. Of course, talking about ancestral connection, I am going to pass the mic to uh, Gloria Tino. Gloria, please tell the people who you are and what is your take about the conversation of today, the importance of African names and the diaspora identity. Thank you, Brother Obehi. I'm trembling um, after Dr. Marcia's talk and, and yours. And 
what I've heard so far, I was trying to think to myself, where do I begin? How do I contain myself? Um, but first, let me start by saying greetings to everybody, um, to my fellow Nigerians and Yoruba, Alafia, uh, my name is Gloria Tinu Ugumbadejo. I'm an ordained minister, a psychotherapist, a writer, and also an ancestral healing coach, uh, supporting African women in the diaspora in the journey of healing their ancestral wounds, connecting with their lineage, and finding inner transformation, inner peace, reclaiming core, core sense of identity. I'll talk a bit more about that later on. Now, whew, African names. I love African names. I love names generally, and that's why I'm always struck when my uh, friends in the West, I ask them what their names mean, and they say it means nothing. And I feel a sense of pain and sorrow for them. Um, but African names in particular, that's what I know about um, uh, Yoruba names and the Yoruba tradition. So that's what I want to focus on. African names hold significant cultural, historical, and personal importance for individuals of African descent in the diaspora. I think more than ever before, our names at this moment, like Dr. Marcia said, it, 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 it's, it's a cloak. You know, your name tells you you're somebody, it tells you who you are, where you come from, something no one can take from you. Um, the names are more than just mere labels. They're deeply embedded in the cultural, religious, and social fabric of the community. African names are often tied to specific ethnic groups, like my brother said, tribes or regions reflecting a rich cultural heritage. They serve as a connection to one's roots, helping individuals maintain a strong sense of cultural identity. Many African names carry deep meanings related to family, lineage, and ancestry. They may reflect the circumstances of a child's birth, honor of a family member, or signify a particular family history. Are you hearing me? All these things are encased in, in your name. So the power of that name, when you're called, all those things are triggered there. It, it's like a switch that lights within you, within your, 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 your DNA, your, your spirit, your soul. You know, in the Yoruba tradition, there are three forms that names take or how names may be chosen. One can have multiple names, like my brother just mentioned. I have several. I'll mention some of them later on, particularly in the Yoruba tradition, you know. <clears throat> and it's lovely to hear other African cultures that there are lots of similarity, which again shows the, the relevance and the importance of our names. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like Oruko Amutonwa means a predestined name or one that is given you come to the world with that, with that name according to the circumstances of your birth. This name reflects the unique features of the child's birth. It may include factors such as the day, time of birth, or family's experience of the birth. For instance, my youngest daughter's name, um, I mean, her birth was quite traumatic. And without a doubt, it had divine intervention alongside the doctor's spectacular skills, which also was aided by higher powers. So when this precious child looked at us, we all understood her name was already determined as Uluwafemi, God loves me. It had to love her to have brought her 
safely into the world the way she did until today. She lives in, she was born in the UK, lives here, but she walks, how she carries herself is with an unconscious knowledge reinforced every time her name is called. She loves her name. She actually believes that there's something special about who she is. And that to me, I say to myself, if this is all I've done, giving her this sense of identity, I've done my job. Because living in this world for the young people, the struggles they have, for you to be able to think of yourself as somebody important, somebody special, somebody that comes from something uh, incredible that is more than you, and that comes through the power of your name, that is a gift that keeps giving. The second consideration for naming a child is Urukwa Abiso. That is the, the, the name that is given post-birth or on the uh, uh, ceremony, the, the naming ceremony. This is a, a name that you know is chosen based on additional considerations or events that occur after the child's birth. It could be a name that expresses the family's aspiration for the child, honors a particular family member or ancestor, or reflects the family's experiences following the birth. Again, all of this uh, wealth of, of feeling <clears throat> and um, impact is coming through the name that they're naming the child. For instance, names like Baba Tunde, which means father has returned, uh, is a great honor to an elder who has um, passed away uh, just before the child is born. So the child is given this name that is honoring um, an ancestor. That is a very powerful thing to give a child. Yabba Day's mother return. Let me talk about my elder, another one of my um, brothers, my elder brother. His name was Oye Tunde. Oye is a title, an honor. Tunde is returned, like Baba Tunde father returned. Oye Tunde is honor, title returned. So in his case, his name could be interpreted to be an honor has returned with this child. It could be a restoration of um, honor to the family or positive circumstances surrounding his birth. And I can tell you, my brother Oyotunde walked in the world as if he knew something we didn't. He walked, we always told him that he walked as if he was a king. What did he know? And it was that name, he, when he called his name, and they said, what's your name? He said, Oye Tunde. He called it as if we used to tell him, this is just a small, you can't drag this name forever. You have, it's a small name. But he called it as if he knew something we didn't. My other brother's name was Akin, Akin Loye. Akin means warrior or hero. Loye means one who deserves praise. His name could be interpreted as the family's admiration for what they believe this child was coming to the world with. And this was our golden child, believe me. He had so much courage and bravery. Everything he touched turned to gold. He again, he also loved his name. He would call his he, he would call himself. Never mind other people calling him. He used to call himself all the time. Akinloye. And we used to say, you can't just call your name for nothing. He said yes, because my name means something. So this again just shows the power of names. Let us instill in our children the, the importance of their names. I now want to tell you a little bit about my name before I release the microphone. When I, my, I wondered why my mother called me Gloria. 
I used to say, well, why does everybody else have your by names? And I'm Gloria, because that's the name she insisted I was called. And like my brother Obehi, when he was talking about uh, his mother and his name, I smiled because after my mother had these two, I call them knucklehead brothers of mine, she was desperate for a girl. So when I arrived, they said she just said, Gloria and Excelsis Deo, Alleluia, Gloria and Excelsis. She, she kept saying that. So that's how the name Gloria came. I came to bear that name. But in the interim, names also come from family members, elders, uncles, aunts, when a child is born. Without consulting one another, they send names in the Yoruba tradition. And why, when my names arrived, they named me Atinuke, Abike, Oyetoke. Do you see a theme there? The ke at the end? Let me tell you the meaning of my names. Atinuke means from within the womb, the child was pampered. Abike means born to be cared for, born to into wealth, born to be pampered. Oyetoke means one who is bestowed with the title of wealth and one who has wealth within and is worth pampering. So, I mean, they set me up for life. I, you know, I came in here thinking I, 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 was, I, I was meant to be pampered. You know, so the smile my mother claimed I showed when I was born also implies that I knew how I had arrived. I was well pleased and I knew this life that I'd come, I, I was going to be loved and pampered. And I have been favored. I have been shown love. So again, these names, when I, 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 I think of my names and the people who send these names to me, I bless them in my heart all the time because my name is who I am. All this history that comes with these names, my goodness, you can't tell me anything. There's nothing you can call me. The Americans say something about calling someone outside of their name. You can call me anything you want, but my name tells me who I am. You can't tell me anything other than that. So I'll pass the microphone now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, sister. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you that are here. You are giving meaning to the conversation. Um, you see, this is powerful. Before we started to talk, I was speaking to some of you that this conversation is particularly important for me because we are talking about our identity. I want to repeat again that names, I don't, I don't just think that you give to people for the purpose of calling them. It's deeper than that. Um, I, I remember, for example, uh, my father giving, because of course he have a lot of children, give you one of my eldest brother a name that he called Ivaduwede. That name, Ivaduwede, mean I did not miss road. Now, what would a man mean by that, giving that type of a name to a child? We are talking about destiny. Why are you here? Where are you going? What have you come to do in this world? Now, for example, okay, my, my immediate elder, uh, younger sister is given the name Odegwa. Now, what does Odegwa mean in a language? It means a means of. Of course, I already said it because we have been May. Now, uh, my mother eventually had a daughter after she had a first daughter, of course, after six, uh, sorry, after five, uh, five May. Now, that name is in the midst of. 
So that you can never miss that. You know, those are significant. A couple of days ago, I was interviewed because uh, Gloria said something important, no? Of uh, making sure that our children are given the tools to love their name, know who they are, so that you can beat your hand on the jelly trial and say, this is whom I am, I know whom I am. I want to repeat again that the Europeans, the slave traders, the slaveholders, when they were in their business of slavery, capturing people and reconfiguring their heads, they know what they were doing. That is why they were changing their names. Nakosha also said something like that to help us remember that they had a clear agenda of their cultural genocide. They wanted to make sure that the people do not know who they are. Because if you know who you are, it is difficult to conquer you. I want to repeat that again. That you have a role to play in who you are in the world. It is fundamentally important. If you have a name, you see, in businesses, we tell people, give your business a face. Why do we say that? Because when you give your business a face, when you give it a name, a name meaning that give it an identity, something that people can look up to the whole and say, yes, I know who they represent. You are not just a number anymore. Up until that point, you are just a number. So name for us, connect us. You know, Gloria, you said a lot of important things there that it's like a switch. Now, I'm imagining my mother pronouncing my name, Obehe. When she pronounced that name, she's invoking all the power that be for that day. Because that day is important for her. That is why she gave that name. It's not just giving the name. Alright, now, because there are a lot of people that are here that I want to speak, I could really speak on for a long time because this is really particularly important for me. I want to say that again. I want to pass the money to Arthur Jones. Then I will pass it again to Olatoji because I know Olatoji you are going to, because you are particularly also attached to the conversation of the day. So I'm coming to you. You are going to be the last to speak after Arthur John. Arthur John, please go ahead. Thank you, Brother Iwanfo. Um, I'm, my name is Arthur Jones, Arthur William Jones Jr., to be precise. That's a name that was given to me by my father. His name is Arthur William Jones Sr. The, to, to build on what Obehe was saying is identity, I think, is what it's all about. And, and just a brief definition, identity encompasses the memories, experiences, relationships and values to create one sense of self. Having a strong sense of identity is important because it creates self-awareness. And we all know what emotional intelligence is and what self-awareness is the key to that. A strong self-identity can give a deep sense of awareness of who we are as a person. And, you know, being African-American, my generations of Joneses that came before me were stripped of that identity because we were given names. I look at my family tree and my great, great grandparents were born into slavery. Alan Timmons born in 1855 before the Civil War. Um, Dicey Brown 
Elizabeth Smith Willis Banks, James Hardy Jones, Lilia Skidmore. All these names were names that were given, but a unique thing began to happen in African-American cultures that there are certain names that Caucasians stopped using because they started showing up more with African-Americans. The slaves had these names like Booker and, and other names like that. So the, the balance of, of power, in spite of the incredible effort to capture names, capture identity, and take it away from people, we found a way. And I think for me, as I thought about this topic and wanted to bring some value to today's conversation, I thought about names that in my teenage years in New Jersey in America, Imamu Amiri Baraka was an author, a poet, a thought leader in the city of Newark. And he changed his name from Leroy Jones to Amamu Amiri Baraka. And as a young man, it was like, wow, let's follow him because he's, he's, he's recapturing his identity. He's reaching back to a place that is a heritage. And I wanna follow him because I wanna reconnect with my heritage. I didn't change my name at the time, but I followed Amamu Amiri Baraka or Leroy Jones, a famous author here in America. And when I reflect on that moment in my history of my trying to recapture my identity and understand my, my culture, I think of the word, the Akon word, uh, Sankofa, which is, I guess it originates in Ghana and it means go back and get it go back and get it. And I think for many of us here in America, as I look at my family tree, family coming out of slavery, um, moving from South Carolina to Massachusetts and to New Jersey, and then populating other states here in this country. But in spite of our growth and our migration and the change that we made, we always didn't use the term Sankofa, but in our heart, in our spirit, we were always trying to go back and get it. That moment when I started following Amamu Amiri Baraka, otherwise known as Leroy Jones, I was trying to go back and get it. And I think the same thing is true as African-Americans, as, as Africans, I think very spiritual, very much connected to source and in my experience, I've participated in Santeria. When I've traveled to Brazil, I've participated in Candomblé. And that's Sankofa. That's me attempting to go back and get it because those two religions have Af African ancestral threads. When we came out of Nigeria and Ghana, in those ships across the Atlantic and populated Brazil and the Caribbean and the Americas. 
we were bringing with us the beliefs of the Yoruba people, the beliefs of Nigeria and Benin, the beliefs of the Orisha, right? And that's what Santeria and Candomblé are. So this, this constant need for self-awareness, I think is a human condition. And the stories that we tell about the history of the people that we come from, in my story, it's Banks, Timmins, Hardy, and Jones. Those are the names of my grandparents. It gives a self sense of identity. It gives a sense of place because those grandparents of mine come from different states and different territories. And with that different cultural predilections, and it's, it's important really to, for each of us to connect with that. And I guess it's, it's not different than being able to tell the story of where we've come from. You know, when I think of my children and, and, and grandchildren and great grandchildren one day, their ability to have a connection to their source material is so important. So about 20 years ago, I, thinking Sankofa, went to Ancestry.com in 23andMe. I took a cotton swab, put it in my mouth, I put it in a vial, I mailed it to them, and back from them came my ancestry. And of course, being African-American, I'm a hybrid. I am 63% Sub-Saharan African. West African specifically in Nigeria is 35%. Ghanaian is 8.4%. Guinea, West African, Congolese, Angola. I, like I said, I'm a potpourri, I'm a hybrid. But knowing that, is my DNA source material. It gives so much credence to some of the experiences that I've had. Um, decades ago, when I was thinking of, um, my name is Arthur William Jones Jr. Um, my friends called me a nickname, as we call it here in America, Wink. Um, we all had names, uh, all of them were quirky and funny, but those were the things that our, our friend tribe how we, we called each other in loving ways. I took the name out of a book, Tai Wo. And Tai Wo, unbeknownst to me, uh, has origins in Nigeria. I was amazed when I started doing research on this presentation and said, oh my gosh, I found it in a book. I thought it was great. I thought it meant river. <laughs> it was some Anglo book that had Taiwo in it and said that the name meant river, but in Yoruba name, it's the first twin to taste the world or the one who comes from Kehinde. I didn't know that then. I like the sound of it. I like the, the notion that it was connected to the river. I'm very much a water person. I love the oceans and the water. So I thought it was an appropriate name for me to, to take. Um, for a while, I in that same book, I, I toyed with the idea of being Nazinga Taiwo. <laughs> and I found out as I thought about those two names and thinking about this presentation,
that Nzinga is a primarily feminine name. I was like, wow, the things that people put in books that are not necessarily consistent with the things that the source material that comes from the Europa. I was a disconnect, but I'm glad I had those experiences. I'm glad that like Malcolm X and, and like Lou Alcindor who became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and like Cassius Clay who became the greatest boxer the world has ever known. Muhammad Ali, those kinds of names are all Sankofa for those of us here in the Americas that we consistently and persistently seek Sankofa and whether it's through naming, whether it's through religion and whatever practices that we bring into our lives and share with our families and our lineage, it's all about Sankofa. It's all about go back and get it. Um, those are my words about this topic for today. Thank you, Obehe, for allowing me to have the stage for a moment. Thank you so much, Athol. Thank you so much for that. Um, this is the power. This is the power in it. We are, we are doing something that maybe somebody might think we are wasting time, but we are not wasting time. We are doing what we are supposed to be doing. We are connecting. We are connecting our minds together. We are building something that we can all leverage. We are doing something that our children can be proud of one day, that they can take up this recording and say, hmm, I have learned something. Or hmm, I can move from here to find out more about what they are saying. I needed this. I needed most information that we are sharing today. And I'm happy that the magic of internet is allowing us to do this. This is the best time to be alive. Because now, across hundreds and thousands of kilometers, we are connecting and we are talking about us. This is about us. What is your name? What is your name? All right. I pass the mic to Olatuji. I just want to uh, thank the people that have joined us. Izu, I see you there. You are well, you are very welcome, my brother. And I see also Joy Eki. You are welcome to for joining us. I'm coming to you just now. Uh, Olatuji have something to say about this. Olatuji, please tell the people who you are and what is your take on the conversation, the importance of African names and the diaspora identity. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It's really good to be here and uh, I, I want to appreciate every one of us. Uh, please pardon the, the dog barking in the background. Uh, I got some, you know, strangers in my compound, so the dog is reacting to that. Um, it's really interesting to be here and um, I want to say that I'm so, so overwhelmed by, you know, so much that I've heard from everyone who has spoken. I want to appreciate everybody. And to everybody listening, you are the superstar. You you, you are making it so uh, good to be here uh, to share with us. Uh, my name is Olatunji uh, B. Alunge, and um, I help people and businesses to grow. Uh, it's it's my passion to see that um, uh, all that you need to become is, you know, achievable for you to 
get all that you deserve to get. Uh, in personal development, you will see me helping people to scale through walls. And then, you know, that's fundamental to the growth of any business, all right? Because you are your first business. Uh, and I'm, uh, uh, you know, towards the end of the year, usually uh, I have a vision board conference that we're going to be starting very soon, uh, tomorrow precisely. And then that's going to be an opportunity for you to meet yourself. All right. Uh, I'm very passionate about that. Um, look at what name. Uh, for few persons who have met me before, uh, you must have, you know, come to realize that uh, I pride myself in saying that I'm a spiritual entomologist. And by that, it means that um, I have uh, a spiritual inclination to the root of words. I do not play with words, all right? Uh, that's all I've got, and uh, that's all I need to create my own world. So I don't play with words when I find them. So uh, in case you have forgotten anything powerful that has been said today, this you should not forget. Look at word names, let's name actually, and let us open it up, all right? I want to tell you what exactly name mean, all right? N-A-M-E. You know, when you hear name, uh, I want few words to come to your mind. I'm going to play on them, you know, and uh, I, I want you to create a memory from that. Let the word flame come to your mind. Let the word lame come to your mind and let the word fame come to your mind because your name can make you lame. Your name can make you famous, right? Can bring you fame and, uh, you know, it, it can turn you to a flame, whichever way. And this is so powerful. It's not a mistake that you bear whatever name uh, you are bearing. All right. I, I like, you know, the path that has been taken by previous speakers, you know, going from, okay, how we, we began to lose our culture and authenticity for another man's culture uh, and an identity because, you know, there's an intentional uh, wiping away of, of certain kind of people, certain kind of knowledge, and, uh, you know, how we, we get our names from, okay, whatever it's happening around our house, around our home, in our town, whatever is happening at the moment, or sometimes we even come with our names, all right? I was only given a name at birth, all right, at, uh, on my christening. Uh, I only got a name. I, I got the second one, you know, through uh, baptism. So uh, you, you can tell already that I'm a special person, all right? And um, uh, that was confirmed, uh, you know, before I was age one. Uh, my name is Ola Tunji. Uh, and uh, you see, the BDA is the English one, all right? I won't tell you that here. Uh, because it's, it's, it's not, you know, contextual. So, um, you see, the Alunge, a lot of times I've even asked, you know, uh, I didn't have the opportunity to ask my father before he left, uh, you know, to the world yonder, but I've asked people around and they'll just tell me it's just, you know, just normal name. All right. Uh, Miss Gloria can relate when you hear, uh, Ewumbelo Loko Lunge, right? Lunge from Ewu. So they just feel that, okay, it's just a name. All right. It is just, just like that. But I, I, I felt like, come on, this spiritual inclination to the root of words is not for fun if I cannot use it to identify myself. And then um, that becomes very intentional for me to especially, you know, look into what my name, you know, uh, entails, what exactly the meaning of my name is. And, and I found out, all right, uh, that alunge means something. <laughs> you know, when I say it now, you, you need to be very deep rooted in my, you know, Yoruba language for you to understand what that means. Alunge means Anium latige, all right. Anium latige, like we have, we have got something, you know, to be proud of. I, I don't know if, if if that is resonating with you, <clears throat> and uh, I can tell you that I've never heard this meaning from anywhere before. But you know, uh, in preparation for this session, I I 
I, I went and I said, I should not come to this place, you know, not sounding original, you know. Why should I come to this place and come and tell you that they told me that my name is just an appellation? That's, that's a slap on my face. I became very intentional. I, I became, you know, very restless. I meditated to get to this point of telling you what I just told you. Alonge means anionulatige. We have got something to be proud of. I'm going to live here to tell the world. Everyone, my brothers, my uncles, my aunties, everyone, whoever told me that the name does not have meaning, I will tell them that the name has meaning, right? Because, you know, in emotional intelligence, uh, as a certified emotional uh, intelligence coach, I, 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 I came up with something I call the finger rule of emotional intelligence. And it starts with your thumb as a self-awareness. Without the self-awareness, you've got no grip of anything in life. It's like, you know, trying to wear a, an expensive cloth that is not your size. No matter how expensive it is, it will never fit you. How will a man go through life without knowing the meaning of his name? But when we, this, this is, this is very dangerous. All right. Very dangerous because you are going to appear in places you are not supposed to appear. And some places that you are supposed to appear because you don't know who you are, you are given a prescription that does not belong to you. And remember, I told you, don't forget these three words when you hear the word name. Flame, lame, and fame. Your name can make you lame, all right? Your name can make you fame, right? Uh, and this is very, very important for us to note. This is very, very important for us to note. And uh, before I was age one, uh, look at what happened to me. I died. I died, I mean, I died practically. But thank God for my brave mom, all right? We were living somewhere in the northern part of Nigeria. Uh, the cold was so much. I don't know how it happened, but I know that my mom was very careful, all right? But it happened that I died. And um, she, she cannot, you know, hand over a dead child to her husband. Oh, no, it's not possible. It's not possible. I still have this scar, you know, in my leg to date. I mean, it's still as large as it happened then. Normally, you know, such scars should reduce with age, but it remained with me. She, she, she went into the compound, all right, and set naked fire ablaze, all right? Remember the flame, all right? I, I, I'm making this story more interesting now. She, she put my leg in the naked fire and somehow, miraculously, I came back to life. Now, if my name is Ola Tunji, I have just woken up, all right? Ola means wealth. Wealth has just woken up again, all right? And it, it, it's so empowering to understand that my name has been tested. To understand that my name is so powerful that not even death can stop it. Are you with me? This is this is this is personally inspiring. Now, have, have you been so disconnected from yourself <clears throat> that you don't know your your name, the meaning of your name? You are never going to be that flame. You are never going to get that fame. You see, needless is the is the you know is the fame that is in another person's name. Needless is the fame that is not coming from the true meaning of your name. So by now, you know who uh, or what my name is or who I am. All right. Now, let me quickly tell you what names are. And I'll use the word name. I, I, I know I kept us hanging uh, at that point intentionally. Look at the word name. N-A-M-E. Remember, I'm a spiritual entomologist. 
And I just realized that my, my, my you know, special inclination to the root of words would be useless if God is not giving me the advantage to find meaning to the name that everybody has said does not have meaning, at least my name to start with. All right. Uh, I've got this special gift to be able to give names. You know, I've given a lot of my friends, you know, their business names. So come on, let's have it this way. All right. Let's call let's call the business this name. All right. Let's have it this way. I've given names to a lot of people, you know, powerful names. So I know that I'm not here uh, without a reason. Look at what name. And there stands for nature. Hey, nature. You know, this this is, you know, this this comprises of the character, the features, you know, everything you can talk about a thing. Your name is your nature. Are you listening? That N stands for nature. Your name is your nature. That N stands for nature. So if at any point in time you do not understand your name, can I still say that you are out of touch with your nature. You can know a lot of things, but if you do not know the name you are called, the meaning of the name you are called with, you are not in touch with your nature. You will never be able to know how much power is inside of you. Do you know how psychologically damaging it is to call an eagle a duck? It may not fly for the rest of his life. And this has happened to us repeatedly. All right? When you want to incapacitate a man, please don't put chains on him. Maybe in those days, just give him the name that is capable enough to weigh him down. When you call somebody stupid and the person truly wants to, you know, admit to that, the person may be useless for the rest of his life. And that's why, you know, personally, even before coming to understanding, you know, the emotions, all right, of names, the emotions of words, I, have, I was not raised up, all right? You know, the first day my, my uncle called me stupid because all through my life, my dad will flog me. Um, you know, it doesn't matter the number of times I go wrong in a day. I've got at least three strokes of the cane for each punishment. But he never used a bad word on me. The day my uncle called me that I felt so bad and I was now, you know, going back in history. Why am I feeling this way? And I realized that, oh, come on, you were not raised with this. You can shame a generation. You can put a people in bondage internally by giving them a name that's got shames all over it. Your nature. Do you know your nature? Your name. And look at the, the A there now is authority. Come on, listen, listen. Authority. Your name is your nature. Your name is your authority. I just told you the meaning of my name. And I just told you how even death cannot. Even death cannot change the meaning of my name. Your name is your authority. You can't get the authority if you don't know the nature of your name. Look at authority. Look at the word author. Are you seeing the word author? That's origin. 
the beginning of your life, you know, before we came live at the backstage, I was sharing that we are never going to be original if we are dissociated or disconnected from our origin. If your name is your authority, it means that you must be connected to your origin. Uh, if your name is your authority, it means you have to be connected to your origin. You can't get authority if you do not know what, who the author is. If you are not connected to your origin, you cannot get that originality. And this is very important. It, it must be a clear description of who you are, of your identity. Because you cannot be powerful in another man's domain. You are a king in your kingdom. A fish is so powerful in the water. Take it out. You don't need to fight it. It will die of its own. So without you understanding your domain, without you understanding where you are called out from, you will never be able to find a fit. And when you are never able to find a fit, come on, you can't rise. You will continually be an epiphyte who will you know, uh, uh, continue to be at the mercy of others. You need to be connected to the earth with your roots that you can decide the food that you will feed your tree with. The trunk, the leaf, they need a specific food. And it's only when you are connected to that earth, to your origin, that you are able to decide it. And you know what happens? An epiphyte can never be bigger than the tree. Listen, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to Africans. An epiphyte can never be bigger than the tree, but a tree, the size of a tree, how big a tree can be, can never be underestimated as long as it's connected to the earth. Pay attention, authority. And the M there is meaning, remember, your name is your nature, your name is your authority, and your name is your meaning. When we look at you, what do we find as value from your life? What is the essence of your life to our world? Your name is your meaning. But progressively, are you seeing this? How would somebody find meaning or be able to become a meaning to a world when he doesn't understand his nature. Deeply rooted in understanding your nature is authority. And come on, there's no meaning when that is not in place. I, I, I'm still meditating on the word meaning, and I'm seeing me. <laughs> Don't let me take us, you know, there. I'm seeing me in the meaning. But let, let, let us wait. And the last letter there is E, that is energy. You see, you have got an horror. You know, uh, Miss Gloria was, was talking about, hey, how his brothers will say, you know, their names and they will say it with so much authority. Why? <laughs> and anytime they say it, you would feel it physically. 
you will feel it beyond any dimension of on you know of of thinking or imagination that there is an energy that is set in motion your name should not be mentioned and things should not happen now look at look at what i mean by that <laughs> come on are you seeing the word name now don't mind me i play with words a lot that's all i've got for me to build my word so i don't play with them i, I, I use them so well so uh, uh your name should not be mentioned and something not happen so look at what name are you seeing the word name pick away that n from the beginning i'm giving you an anagram of name now and we are are you seeing the word name Take that anyway, put it in front of the E. What do you find? Amen. So be it. Your name should not be mentioned and things should not happen. So be it. Are you saying amen from name? So be it. Your name is a prophecy. Your name is an utterance that must not fall to the ground. It now becomes dangerous when you don't know the seed that you carry. You cannot know the ground to plant it. Do you know how many of us who now walk, you know, about the surface of the earth as seeds, yet not knowing where to plant ourselves? You have a seed that you don't know the name of it, so you cannot properly, you know, source for what is needed for the growth of that seed. Because when you tell me the name of the seed, I will tell you, oh, you need a loam soil. When you tell me the name of the seed, I will tell you this seed does not need too much of sunlight. Are you seeing now? Are you, are, you, are you going back to the nature now? Because you do not know the name, you don't know the things that will be required to grow the seed. My name. Thank you. Thank you so much, Olatoji. This is really... Oh, 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 oh. Let, let me hit my mic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Before we go somewhere else. <laughs> thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. That is really a full lecture. And I will say before that I'm right that we could actually do this session more than, more than one time because it's deep. We haven't even started to talk about some other aspect of it, but it's okay. Uh, I really appreciate you so much for that. Uh, it, it tells the importance that we attach to this important conversation because it's absolutely fundamental. It is important. So uh, with the people that are joining us, I just want to remind that, of course, they already know that we are talking about the importance of African names. Uh, the diaspora identity. So I think the first person that to join us just now was Izu. Izu, please share with us. Tell the people who you are and what is your take on this conversation. Please go. All right, my friend, Mr. Obehi. How are you today, Mr. Obehi, and how is your wife? Oh, we are doing fine, my brother. Thank you so much. I All appreciate right. fantastic, that. Fantastic and very good to know. You've been working so hard ever since we got connected right here on this platform. You have been so amazing with hosting people um, doing all manner of rooms and storytelling consistently. Please, can we give Mr. Obey his flowers? Can you send him some messages and just appreciate him? If you can, I'll be so glad. Now, this is what I would have to say consigning the importance of African names. I was invited somewhere in the early days where I was invited by the Al Jazeera for a certain level of interview. And someone called me Samuel without calling me Izu Chuku. The full name of for this uh, name you see, Izu, is Izu Chuku. Now, this name was given to me by my mom. Any day I celebrate my birthday, the first person I celebrate is not myself. I celebrate my mom. You know why? Because if you experience what women go through at the labor room, man, boy, oh boy, 
you're gonna you're gonna celebrate this pe- these people, these special beings called women. They are so amazing people. And one day I was having a conversation with my mom because my dad left when I was quite a young boy, about nine years old. So I had a conversation with my mom. And my mom began to tell me a lot about my name. He said she told me that she was about to die when my dad rushed out of the hospital to go look for money. And upon returning, they told my dad that my mom had already collapsed. But my dad said in our language, Isuchuku, God's season is now. That's the meaning of Isuchuku in Igbo. In Igbo language. And that name was prophetic. That name was that name was apostolic. That name is completely African. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, no matter where I go to, whether I'm hosting an event here, Africa, across the world, I prefer people calling me Izu. When you call me Izu, it sounds the way my mom calls me, especially when my mom is about to give me a local dish called um, loy, 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 and vegetable soup. Those food, you can never find it outside of Africa. When my mom prepares loy, 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 and vegetable soup or has soup or bolo soup, those local soup, my friends, you cannot survive. You can't. When you call me Izu, can, can someone call me Izu on the stage? So I could. <laughs> Izu! Izu! Izu Chuku! This guy, oh you are wonderful. Gosh. I love you. Oh my gosh. I just, I just remember consuming that delicious meal. My God. Don't call me Samuel. Yes, Samuel is a good name, but that's not my real name, bro. My main name is Izuchuku. It resonates with the tongue of my mom. It resonates with the voice of my father. It resonates with the heritage of my culture. It resonates with the tradition of my land. And no matter where I go to, I would never forget the implications and the impact of that name. I'm saying all of that to say this very simple. It takes a foolish child to leave the father's compound and forget the value orientation that he got from the father's compound. There is one thing about the African narrative that can never be taken away. Africa is community-based. And there are values that when they are communicated through the um, community-based values, believe me, even if you go to the UK, you go to the US, you go to Canada, you go around the world, Australia, across the globe, when you still explore those value systems, around your life, in your life, believe me, you would always be an exceptional person. So ladies and gentlemen, what is in our name is exceptional. What is in the, in my name as an African man is the spoken words and the value orientation of my tradition and culture. It is the spoken voice of authority and belief system. It is my heritage. That is what is in my name. So when you take away my name, you have taken away every goddamn thing about my life. When you take away my name, you have taken away my culture. You've taken away my strength. My story is about who I am. But at the pinnacle of my story is the reality of the fact that my name can never be separated from the passion that is infused in who I am. And that is my culture. That is my tradition. So ladies and gentlemen, the biggest mistake that we make as Africans is that we keep refusing at every significant point in our lives not to tell the world that we are proudly Africans. 
Recently, I was interviewed by someone on a podcast and the person started talking as if um, the interview he, she was having with me got nothing to do with Africa. The person wanted to hide everything about me being an African person because it's a global community. And I just waited for one question, pressing through a question at my so just The question was just me talking about Africa. I said, if you are doing business and you have not come to Africa, you don't have money. And I mean it. This is what I say to my clients all the time. You need to come to Africa to make some good money. When Les Brown, who is in my field of storytelling and all that, when he started, the second marketplace he targeted, his book, every material of his, his YouTube account, was the African space. This is a real narrative. The same thing with Oprah Winfrey. When she went viral, the next thing she did was to explore Africa and Asia. No matter what you do, no matter who you are, if you have not explored Africa, you may never have experienced the real wealth across the globe. There is what is called tra traditional wealth and global wealth and impact. You can feel all of that in Africa. If you allow me, I'll keep talking about the value proposition and the system and who Africa is. And that is proudly who I am. So if there is one thing I'd like you to take away from everything I said right here, my call to action, my LCM is very simple. You are your name. When you allow people to hide your name, when you go on global spaces, pronounce your name, say it confidently. Izuchuku, that is who I am. I am not my clothes. I am not my shoes. I am not my certifications. I am not in the house. I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't. But I am my name. I can never forget anything, but I can never, ever forget anything. I could forget many things, but I can never forget my name. So that is who I am. And that is the power in my name. And that is the beautiful thing in my name. And and if the, 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 let me say this before I yield the mic to Mr. Obehi. Is this, when you respect your name and honor your name, other people will respect you and honor yourself. The reason we have racism is because we have people who have deliberately forget, forgotten their names. We have leaders who are consistently selling off Africa. Leaders who are selfishly positioning Africa as a hungry zone. Who told you that Africa is hungry? Africa is not hungry. Africa is a blessed place. Africa is not hungry, ladies and gentlemen. So the word Africa is not synonymous with hunger. It's not synonymous with poverty at all. Africa is a blessed home. There are people in the U.S. who are also very poor. So poverty is a global concern. So not because Africa don't have all those. There are beautiful places in Africa that when they are properly projected, you also want to come to Africa. I have curated events in Africa. And people from Europe came around, attended the event. That is the beauty of Africa. I just wanted to say more because of time. I'm not allowed to grab the mic because in my profession, we keep to time. My name is Izu Samuel, proudly an African man. And you can call me Izu. And I'll just raise it on my say saying I'm eating vegetable soup and oha and fufu. <laughs> Thank you so much, Izu. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, brother. <laughs> All right. It's good. It's good. It's, but anyway, maybe another question will come to you because, uh, you know, there is something that is deeply spiritual in our name. I don't know if we are paying attention. Now, Izu Chuku. Izu Chuku. Did we remember also when um, Gloria was talking? 
And when also um, Olatuji was talking, Baba today, you know, there are this name that are, they are not just on the surface, they are deep inside. Now we hear Isu saying that when you stripe him of his name, you are actually taking away his identity. Imagine, anyway, this is a question I'm sort of preparing in my head. I'll leave it up for, for a later conversation when I will put, the, put it forward to the guest. That our name have deep spiritual significance to them. And probably they have a way of directing our destiny, what is going to come, where we would have grown from children to become adults. I, I think this is really fundamental for us. Anyway, we'll come to this just, just now. The question of the spiritual aspect of our name. I'm coming to that. Now, for the meantime, I want to pass the mic to Joy Eki. Okay, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Obey, Obulu. Oh, yeah, I'm not ashamed <laughs> yeah, to talk about my language, because that's where I am. I don't think anybody who is um, from any other tribe would be ashamed to talk about their language. So I value identity and I respect other persons. You know, for me, I like to just go back to something in the holy books. I'm not, I'm not religious. You know, there was this assignment that um, God in the Bible told to go about doing what? Naming the animals based on that behavior. Now, that shows you from early history the, the, the strong emphasis on names. So now if I'm to bring it back to uh, African names, lately, I don't even have power to start shouting identity. I think, to me, it's more of how we carry ourselves personally that will really show identity. Yeah, that, that's me. Because sometimes we could see identity, but at the same time, we still have identity crisis. You know, we could still be saying, yes, I'm identified as an African, but identity, maybe the way we talk, the way we do our things, you know, just to suit another identity. But the importance of names cannot be, be, be pushed down on. Let me give an example. My name is Joy Ekinadwesi Omo Ovi. Now that name was given to me, Ekinadoy, so let me talk about the middle, because I cut across, let's say, three parts of Nigeria. So I can speak Igbo, I can go be Yoruba, at the same time Yoruba, at the same time I come to my state, Edo, you know. So, I feel my grandmother may have I, 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 maybe let me know is that what's spiritual when you were seeing it. We have seen that, okay, this girl, I'm the only girl in my house. I, I grew up among guys, so I'm more of like a tomboy, you know. This girl has a tendency to be good in marketing. And then she gave me that name. If Obey understands, Ekinadwese means a market that was treated well and you got lots of profit. For years, I never saw it as something important, but with time, with how career and other things pushed me, should I say push or led me, let me use that word, I began to see the meaning in that name. And for me, I feel it's, it's unique. Although I, I don't write the full name, Ekinadwesi, you know, but that Eki is unique. It means market. That's a basic thing. Eki means market and the other one. So for us, what one thing I want to say is you on your own, Appreciate your identity. 
at times we want to change our identity because we move somewhere else. Yes, I know you also have to blend, but it's good to be who you are. Appreciate it. Value your names. I know persons who teach their children their own dialects, the meaning behind the names, and it goes a long way. And if God, in the holy books, I'm not really that religious or whatever, could assign the first man to give names to animals, to identify them based on their behavior, then everybody should sit down and think about their names and what it means and be happy not to downrate others. People answer glass as their culture, and that's cool. So if my name is Obaneko Koko, I won't be ashamed of that. I will tell you what my name is. And it has a strong identity for me. So it starts with you. And then it can spread one person at a time. That's my take. Meanwhile, okay, I'm Joy Kiyomovie, and I help people to close the gap between knowing what to do, especially small businesses, and doing it. Because that's a problem. Many of us know information, but we have problems with it. It could just be as small as, you could see it as small as the right sales message, a direct message. It could be as small as um, a basic conversation in closing. Those basic things that you need to do to push your business to the next level. We do the dirty jobs. It's a team. It's not just me. It's a, a growing brand. And that's our focus. And on LinkedIn here, uh, I know they play with my pigeon. As in pigeon is a form of Creole in Nigeria. I'm happy to be among the team that started the first audio event. We go to our diaspora because we want to keep our culture, keep our language. Like, you know, there's that feeling there that you just can't throw away. Like, if I tell you it's my mind now, they tell you my, they tell you my conscience, you didn't feel that they talk to you now. You know that this person is talking to you. And that's how we are as Africans. We are this expressive uh, bunch of humans that we have grits. I mean, we have grits. Like, other, other cultures too have grit. I love to respect other cultures. So I do, I am involved in the first Pigeon English audio event every Friday, 7.30 Friday, and we use Pigeon when they speak English. We invite persons to come enjoy the steps, connect, and at the same time learn personal development and business development. So that's my two cents here. And remember, you're unique as an African. Thank you so much for that joy, Eki. You know, yeah, of course, uh, Benin and Isan, we are we are the same. Actually, Isan came from Benin, so it makes sense now that uh, Eki in my language uh, means market. Now, you see, something is happening here. I don't know if we are paying attention. If this is where I'm leading, I'm having a question. I'm sort of looking for a way to push it to Dr. Matsia in that. Is there a way our name are somehow connected to our destiny? Because when Joy was born, she was a baby. And now a name is given to her. And she's growing up now. She's doing something in line with that name. Eki in my language, which of course by extension, Edo, meaning market. And she's doing marketing. Is it a coincidence? What is the significance of our name? Richard, don't worry, I'm coming to you. Uh, but I'm putting this question to Dr. Matia. What is the significance of our names to our destiny? Can we even say that there's any connection there? Please help us. My internet is up and down. So I want to hear the question you asked. Is that how are our names connected to our destiny? Absolutely. That's the question. 
All right. I, I, I want to maybe put myself there first. And I want to say that our names are connected to our destiny, even if we give our, our children names by mistake. And what do I mean? There are some persons who just ascribe a name to someone because they like the name. And you ask them and they say, I like the name. And so I gave the name to someone. I have several names. My names, Marcia, Angelita, Thomas, and uh, my pet name is Helen. Now, all of those names are associated with strength, with courage, with resilience, and with patience. And I find that in and very assertive, it is related to determination, leadership, and very assertive. Now, I find that throughout my life, and even in my book, when you read my book, as you, you have focused on my book a little, Obi, you see that I say I, my leadership journey started from I was nine years old. And I think it was because of the name that was ascribed to me. Because I found that even at nine years old, I was placed in front of a group of persons because to tell the story of Jonah in my class, because my I am from a very religious family and from before I was born, I was in church. And the reason why I was placed in front of these persons was because of my spirit and my trait and my personality i questioned everything i just didn't take what people just told me i found that i advocated when persons were bullied and i found that those traits got me in trouble over and over because i began to be a a, a shield and a protector to change lives and outcomes and i found that all of my names gave me all of those traits. What am I saying? I am saying that your names are very, very important and can also be an indicator of your destiny. I want to start with the Bible first. Jesus' say, name says he was a savior. He came to save men. And so his destiny to save humanity brought him to a sacrificial death. If we are to look at Isaac, and I, I'm going from my memory, so those who feel that I might, I might connect the name to the wrong thing, please just correct me because iron sharpens irons. But if I look at Isaac, the name means he laughs. And I learned this as a child growing up. And it was given to him at birth because his birth brought laughter and joy to his parents. And it also signified God's promise to them. Now, if we move through, we see how Isaac became a person that had children that brought laughter in the end. They were very different and he was able to predict. But in the end, even as as we look at Joseph and all of what Joseph brought through, it saved his family in the end. It brought back laughter and joy into their home. And then if we look at Jacob, 
it meant supplanter and we see that throughout his life he deceived and he in fact struggled with being deceived solomon was a man of wisdom throughout his life he he gained prosperity we, we are just looking at the destinies that are out there moses let's look at him and moses became such a warrior and was destined to take these these israelites out of captivity samuel heard by god or asked of god and he was given the name by his mother and he dedicated himself to god's service etc if we look at Several of them, Samson, he was called to deliver his tribe. And even at his death, that's what he did, even when he disobeyed. So our names are ascribed to our destiny and our purpose and must be conceived with meaning and the intent. Because if your name means strength, it is given with intention. And it nurtures resilience. I have suffered so many loss. Even last year, 2022, I, I lost five family members and one was my mother. I can't get over two of those deaths. Even if I speak to you, it becomes very emotional. But I, I find that because of my name, I have the strength and I want to say I have the resilience to really deal with it. And then there are names that are spiritually connected. And it links to a person's spiritual journey and destiny. I really believe that. And psychologically, there are names that that make you perceive yourself as an influence and gives you a certain type of identity. Those persons who are called Valentine feel that they are many men who are called Valentine by nature feel that they are lovers and not fighters. And they, they tend to make themselves subconsciously or consciously consciously embodies those traits based on maybe societal pressure or how they they associate your name or how they ascribe these things to you and they are they love they fall in love with your name and ascribe that type of nature to you and by default you might acquire those natures so you become very familiar with women and then there is some person's spiritual connections to their name and so because they connect their names with what it means and feels that okay a man of wealth a man of wisdom and so on they, they go out of their way and and frame their destiny in that way where they 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 they, they learn and they acquire the wisdom that is associated with their name. They acquire the, the wealth. My name means that I will be wealthy. And so they, they, they are very optimistic and they are very upbeat at all times. And they have an abundance mindset that drives them and makes them successful in life. And so I believe that even if by default your name holds the symbol and guides your significance and your experiences and so result in your destiny. I hope I answered the question. That is really my opinion and my feeling. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate it, Dr. Matsya. I really do. Thank you so much for that. All right. Uh, so I would like um, uh, Nicasia to prepare uh, for a question, but uh, I will ask you after uh, after this. Is that I would like you to also give us a take because uh, Dr. Matsya was giving a lot of instances from the Bible, uh, which is correct, which is great, uh, because, of course, for people who understand the Bible, uh, for me, I don't really have any d difficulty there because I've taken the Bible from beginning to the end. I've read it on my own. Nobody gave me the assignment because when I talk about it, I want to be sure I know what I'm talking about. So I've actually taken the Bible from the very first word to the last one. 
And I take it a second time because I didn't go through the second time because I just wanted to do it twice. Now, uh, what I would like to ask you later, uh, um, uh, is to look at how African history might play a part in the significance of our names. But anyway, hold on, I'm coming to you. I quickly pass the mic to uh, Ebuka uh, briefly before I move to uh, Nakasha, uh, who is going to respond to my question relating uh, to how we look at the also the history uh, in connection to African names. Uh, so Ebuka, please go ahead and share with us. All right, hi everyone. My name is Ebuka Izike. I'm a professional podcast manager. I help um, organizations and individual um, edits their podcast audios and videos and also um, also um, set up on podcasts from start to finish. All right, um, it is very important to be here and I have um, enjoyed the show so far from the very beginning till this moment. And it's actually great to be here. So the importance of African names and the diaspora identity. Okay, my name to start with is, like I said, Chukwebuka Ezeke, that's the full name. And Chukwebuka means God is great, and Ezeke means um, king of strength. So um, let me just point out something here. I want to state that um, my parents did not give us any foreign names at all. And why they did that was to instill in us the importance of our heritage, the importance of these African names, so that wherever we go, it is always easy for people to identify and tell our roots. For me now, in my case, um, wherever I go to, whether in Nigeria or anywhere, any part of the world, anybody that looks at the name Ibukana can tell, okay, that I'm coming from Nigeria and I am Igbo. So, so you see how important this is. So we we as Africans must hold on to this, you know, heritage of us and make sure it doesn't leave us. So one other thing I want to add is a question. So I'll just throw a question to everybody in the house. Um, you guys have been amazing. All of those people that have spoken so far, I have learned a lot in this. Um, discussion this evening. So my question is this. Now, you know, with the level of religious religious influence that we have now, colonial influence, and even the advent of, you know, technology, and um, with Africans staying outside Africa and all of that, you know, um, it's more like a threat to, you know, um, our culture in sort of way and to the fact that we no longer bear these African names. So what do we do now? What do we do to help conserve and also promote these African names amongst um, our upcoming generation? Because if you look at the present generation and the ones um, immediately before this present generation, he discovered that most people, like I said, due to the influence of um, religion, colonial, colonialism, um, technology, and all of that, people tend to give more foreign names than they do African names. So what do we do to help conserve these names and then promote these names even um, amongst the upcoming generation? That's my question. Thank you very much. And it's indeed um, great and an honor to be here. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Ebuka. That is uh, a fundamentally important question because it's at the center of also what we are talking about here, uh, which is what do we do now? Because we need to understand that. Okay, first we have said that names are important. They are spiritually uh, connecting us to our root, to our ancestry. But now we see a lot of our names are actually connecting us away from who we are. And this is through the influence of Christianity and Islam to just pick those two are most of the important ones in Africa. And somebody might say, ah, where is it saying? It doesn't matter. You can call your name Paul. You can call your name Philip. It doesn't change anything. But it is not true. It changes a lot of things. And before I pass the mic to uh, Nakosha, I remember, for example, I was uh, growing up in Nigeria. Of course, I wanted to get baptized as a Catholic uh, member in the, in the, in the time. And that was when I got the name Peter. My name, you see that in my name, there is no Peter there. Actually, I'll be growing up at a point, a couple of years ago, I decided to remove Peter from my name. Call it a kind of uh, 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 official name. But my legal name, Peter, is still there. Because at a point, I have to reflect on it and ask myself, do I really feel as Peter or do I feel as overhead? Now, this is why. When I look at Peter, I didn't see anything that really justified why I should have that name. Now, this is also the question related to that. Why was Obehi not good enough to be used as a baptismal name? Anyway, that again can be a really difficult conversation that can take us a longer time, but I don't want us to spend the time there. But the question lingers. What do we do with all the influences that are coming into Africa that are making us, maybe not forcing us, but, you know, the way that they come it's not like they are really fighting, but they are cleverly planting themselves in us so that we are gradually wiping ourselves out on our own. It is not a direct fight. If it were a direct fight, it would have been over a long time ago. But I want you to understand that uh, there are some strategy that they are using to make sure that you hate yourself. Remember what Michael Mins was asking. Michael Mins was asking the question, who told you to hate yourself? Who told you not to like who you are as Africans? Maybe we all know the questions. So the question lingers. But before we get to that, uh, Ebuka, I want uh, Nakasha to respond to the question, another question that I'm asking her. When we look at ourselves as African, uh, is, are there some historical evidence that we can attach to why our names are, should be intentional in the way that we give name to ourselves Look at the experiences that we have passed through in history. What do you have to say about that? I'm sorry, the phone cut out a little bit. Can you repeat your question, please? All right, the question was, if we look at our experiences as a people, if there are, if there are some historical events that we can see to say, okay, for this reason, okay, now let me, let me re-explain this better. You see, Israel is, is holding a key to nuclear uh, arsenal. And one time, I think a journalist was asking, why do Israel need to develop a nuclear weapon? And of course, all the tech in the military or strategy that they have today. One of the response was that Israel was nearly wiped out by the, by the Nazis. More than 6 million people, 6 million Jews were killed. They never wanted to happen again to them. Therefore, they are going to prepare for any eventuality and they are going to defend themselves. Okay, now we are Africans. 
Have something happened to us that we can say, because of this thing, we will make sure that we protect our name. We will make sure that we stand up for who we are. Or is it just, okay, it doesn't matter. I can call myself Philip. I can call myself Jacob. Uh, we, nothing has happened to us. So I want you to respond. If there is any historical evidence to show that there is a threat to us, therefore we must intentionally protect our name. Yeah, that's a really excellent question. So um, for Africans, you, you made an interesting point about... Um, the Jewish community, which is true. They have had their own Holocaust. And for African people, we've had the the, the largest uh, human atrocity and Holocaust that has happened in the world that goes unrecognized and untalked about, which is an even uh, scarier event that continues to go on, especially when you think about history. And so our names are something that holds on to that history, whether you have a Christian name um, or an African name or not, that the names are important because it all tells a story and it, it tells that story of um, the Holocaust that continues to happen, right? Because it's ongoing. So because it goes unheard of and because it goes untalked about uh, within our own communities and um, within these systems that we assimilate into, there is an ongoing effort to control our story, to uh, cause cultural genocide, to exploit um, resources from us, so many different things that goes on. But if we continue to hold on to our history, continue to hold on to the legacy of our names, um, it makes all the difference of, I think someone was talking about, it, I think it was, I think it was Izu, um, about being proud to be African, which is really important because a lot of times the current systems and societies we live in always encourages us to not be proud of who we are and to even go to the extent of betraying each other. Right. And so I think that it's important for us to love ourselves. And that begins with looking in the mirror. That begins with loving your history, loving your names and um, a lot of different things. So the thing that we must remember with our culture is the Holocaust that goes on within the African society. All right. Thank you for that. That clarification was important for me because I want us to understand that there is a reason why we need to protect our names. There is a reason why we need to talk about is we are not just doing this because we didn't have anything to do. There is a threat to us as a people, as Africans, both at home and abroad. So like Nakasha have helped us understand, like the Jews will say, it will never happen again. Maybe we also need to say it to ourselves that we will never be uprooted again from our source. Because we know that our name connects us to our source. By bearing another name, when you have become Chichong, you don't think it doesn't matter. It matters. The European make a, a strong effort to make sure that your name is not qualified so that when I wanted to be baptized, I need to pick another name. You don't think, ah, it doesn't matter. It matters. Now, if we agree that it matters, then what do we do? Um, I think Ebuka was asking this question like that. Uh, I don't know if Olatuji have something to say there, a little bit brief, to what do we do now with all these influences? They are vying for our attention. They are making sure that we ask, we, we pick other name, but they're not making a mistake. They are doing it for a purpose. Now, I want to share something with you. In around 2015, I was doing a research about uh, Pan-Africanism. Actually, I realized a documentary on it at the time, uh, which, of course, I presented in different places here. 
I call it uh, uh, Pan-Africanism, testing idea on reality. That is, asking fellow African, when we look at the beautiful idea of Pan-Africanism, how do we explain that when we see a lot of Nigerians killing other Nigerians in the name of Islam and Christianity? How do we explain that, that we are Africans, but we are killing ourselves in the name of foreign ideas that are coming to us? What do we do? So I want to ask um, uh, an artist, a Senegalese artist called Mamadou Ba. Uh, he lives in Milan. So how do we explain our fraternity, our, our, our big brothers, our friends, be the same Africans? And we are doing this to ourselves. So they was telling me, if you have a horse, and I have a horse, you leave your horse on the ground, you are riding my own horse, you don't have the right to be complaining that your horse is left on the ground. You should ride your own horse and let me ride mine. So as Africa, many of us are riding other people's horses. And then we say, hey, nobody is speaking our name. Nobody is speaking our language. Who do you think is coming to speak your language if we are busy um, speaking English? Who is going to bear your name if you are busy bearing Peter, Paul, and Thomas, and, and, and Samson? Who is bearing African name? What it means, strategically planned and executed, is that very soon those names will be wiped out, and they will be wiped out by us. So what do we do? We have all these influences coming in. The question is for you, Olatuji. Yeah, um, we, the only thing we have to do is to plant more seeds. Uh, a, a seed has got the forest in it, but until it is planted. I'm going to name my children African names. And it's beyond just giving the names, all right? And um, we need to also uh, properly uh, transport the meanings to them in so much, uh, you know, a powerful way that it cannot remain with them without them also transporting it to the coming generation. So we have to be intentional about this, all right? Now, I just feel like we, we are speaking Yoruba now, you know, on this platform and not English language, and we can all understand it. Now, we, where would that start from? When the same way we took it upon ourselves to learn these languages, right, uh, that were exported to us in, in such way to give us our, our own identity or to replace an, an identity that we already have, you know, we also need to uh, bring these things into the system of education because we, we, we now have a way of, um, uh, you know, giving regard to education. Anything that cannot get to us through education, we do not feel that. I mean, when I talk about education, I'm talking about academics. Anything that cannot get to us through academics, we do not give them regard. So if that's going to be the system and we, we see that, um, you know, going forward, we are definitely going to have people who would continually regard academics, all right? Let's now begin to teach, all right, through uh, uh, the, the channels of academics, through the channels of, you know, giving people education, uh, the languages, because it is through those languages that we can properly convey our, our you know, heritage and our culture, you know, down to, to generations even are born. So uh, if truly, and we are honestly, you know, interested in this, 
Everybody here, come on, give your child, all right? Give them that name. Let it be the beginning, all right? Let it be the first gift you're going to be giving to them. To give them uh, uh, that origin, to give them that connection that, come on, you are from a place, all right? At, at that point, you have all the right to name that child the name that I cannot say no to, all right? And, and you know, one of the things that, that has made names very powerful is because of the system that it, it comes with. You know, names are the most repeated things in the life of any human being. And, you know, until you are able to repeat something enough at certain level in certain frequency before you begin to see them come to life. And that's why it looks as if people cannot be dissociated from their names. All right. So any reality you truly want to create, put it into a name. And uh, that, that's one of the, you know, painful thing. You see, when you go into dictionary, uh, uh, Richard was speaking and he mentioned black. I was very annoyed. Uh, I'm very vexed. All right. I hate to be called black. I hate Africans being called black. And that was an intentional, uh, you know, uh, route taken by the man that gave us English language. He gave us English language with the language. All right. This is not any frontal, you know, attack to any person or group of people. But you see clearly in the English dictionary that every word associated with the word black is not interesting. All right. Why? We are not actually we are not blacks all right mama dali decided to call himself mama dali after you know is cassius clay right clay means the grand cassius i don't even know what it means but clay means the grand all right so until he changes before it happened to him that oh come on i'm beyond what they have named me so when the dictionary the vocabularies that you are giving yourself are not empowering you we are going to definitely lose this value. So let us by ourselves, by our own self, give ourselves that power again. All right. Let it not happen again. Our name is, you know, is that that thing that ties us to our roots. And remember, I told you, no matter how big an epiphyte wants to be, it can never be bigger than the tree is taking its life from. All right. So if you truly want to be big, let your roots by itself be planted in the ground. And how do we do this? We, we, the first, you know, point of contact is when the children are coming, give them the name. Name your businesses, all right? We are, we are catching that, that trend already, but some people still don't see the meaning to it. Name your businesses. You know, I have a name in my head now, Ajitonowo, all right? It's making a lot of sense to me. And I'm already looking at, at, the, at that brainchild I'm going to be giving that name to. I'm looking at that thing that I'm, I'm going to be doing and I'll be giving that name to, all right? It, it, it's so brilliant when we begin to put our names on everything. And that's the beautiful thing. All right. We are able to, you know, uh, uh, drive a culture. We are able to drive core values when you give simple names. They will look simple. But when you call, when I call something Ajitonowo now, it means something that, um, you know, you wake up and you want to, you, 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 you want to be sure that it's still there, right? You, you can't, you can't just afford to allow it go. All right. You are, you are always longing to see this thing. All right. When I name something Ajitonowo, the, the, the core value of such company will definitely take it root from that name. The, 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 the vision and the mission will take it root from that name. And everybody that comes to interface with that, that come to work in such, you know, an institution will definitely have a share of that name, whichever way. 
And that's how we are going to extend this thing. So don't let it remain inside of you. Name everything you can name through our African power, through our African culture. Name everything you can name. Let everything have your signature. Let you know the businesses have your name. Let your children have your name. Let your suggestion have the name Africa in it. And truly, when we do this, doing it with a lot of meaning, carrying a lot of prestige with it, so be it will be our story. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. That, that is important. Tolilaba and uh, John, uh, don't worry, uh, I'm coming to you shortly. But I have a question for Arthur John. Um, I, I want to say that um, this is really very intentional. In that when we talk about our name, we're not doing it um, for, for just uh, side talk. It is intentional. We need to really be intentional about it. Uh, uh, my son is called Efwa. Efwa in my language means light. Of course, I could have simply called my son Light. No, I want my son to be called Fwa. And my son is going to know that Fwa means light. And Fwa is a name in my language. He need to know that is where he is coming from. In fact, at the point when he was uh, in kindergarten, I went to the school. They, they even asked me. In fact, I told him, I told the teacher, make sure that you call him Fwa. Because F.Y. also have a name because the mother uh, decided that because he's born in Italy, we also call him Angelo. Okay, I say it's fine. Uh, this mother and me, we are the, the parents. So if the mother decided they want to call uh, the son um, Angelo, that is fine. But he should be. He should know that his name, the daddy gave to him, is F.Y. So I'm saying that we need to be intentional about this thing. It cannot happen just... Uh, because you didn't have anything to do you know you could do every other thing but you decide that this is what you want to this is the intentionality of it on when we maybe take for example take the argument up on a historical level talking about history for example because i've interviewed a lot of historians particularly in the united states looking at african and african diaspora history even world history and in the connection between european and african experiences and what I often tell them is, how much are you learning about your root? And it might appear that I am arrogant as an African. I'm telling you to learn about me. No, you and me are the same. We are the African. If we take out African from you as African diaspora, you do not exist anymore. So Africa is your root. Now, to prove this to them often, I will say, why is it that in the United States you are learning about the Romans? You are learning about history of the, the English history. You are in the United States. If it were not important, you shouldn't study about the Greek. If you are studying about the Greek, then you need to make sure intentionally you are also studying about ancient Benin, studying about ancient Zimbabwe. We need to understand that these things are intentional. You don't, it doesn't happen by chance. So, Arthur, Brother Arthur, this is the question for you. Looking at uh, names, looking at identity, and looking at storytelling, what would you say is the best way to use storytelling as a way of making sure that our name remains and we build our identity, lay emphasis to the importance of our name? Is there any way storytelling can help there? Please. Uh, thanks for that insightful question. I think 
you know, I, I, I broken story into four pieces, story listening, story building, story telling and story doing. The story doing often is the hardest part because that's living the story that you told. That's being intentional about the values and the stories that you tell. Story listening, uh, Obehe, I think is is the the element that I would use to to really put the the, the purpose and the importance on our names. Because I'll go back to the term that I, I used earlier, the uh, Ghana Sankofa. Retrieving the past for a powerful future. Retrieving the past for a powerful future. When we have a name, whatever our name is, there's a legacy associated with that name. It came from our parents, our mother, our father, maybe our grandfather named us. We can go back. Well, who named them? And what runs through them to me? You know, where nature in us comes through generations and generations and generations. Story listening is how we look over our shoulder into our past and listen to all the narratives of all the names of our forebears, all the stories that came with those names, how they got them, what they did with them, where they were when they did those things, what places did they do them in. When we take all of that in totality, listening to those stories, we've gone back to the past and use that as source material for creating a powerful future. That's what storytelling, story listening is for me. It, it is going back to find the values and virtues, the beliefs, the principles that we come, that are the source material that make us who we are today. Um, so story listening is, is my answer to, to that, that question. Listen to your narrative. Listen to the narratives of all the people that have come before you in your family that are the source material for you having the name that you have today and wear it honorably and wear it intentionally with all the power that, that they bestowed on you. Um, that's the best way I can answer that question. Thank you so much for that. Tobiloba, <laughs> sorry if I mispronounced it. I'm sorry, I really apologize for that. It's your time, please share with us. Okay, Mr. Obey. Right, like I, I've been on the listener section so far and I've been, very a lot that has been shared with, that have been seen by a lot of people. And I was, you know, intrigued to come up, to come share my own thoughts. Mr. Izu, good to see you in the house. Thank you for being amazing, right? Um, Dr. Master, I say good afternoon to everyone. Good evening, good morning. Depends where you are joining us from. All right. The full meaning of my name, the, my name is Oluwato Biloba, and that means God is the greatest king. So shortly to Biloba, God is great. All right? Now, there's a lot that has really, really been shared by people, and there's something that we need to correct by this black, white, and everything, right? Speaking English doesn't make you intelligent. It's just a language, just like Yoruba or Igbo or whichever other language it is, right? That's is English, that, that doesn't make you intelligent. That you have your own color white, that's why it doesn't make you smarter than I am. That's why living whatsoever, if not Africa or anywhere, doesn't make you smarter than I do, all right? And uh, I've realized one thing for a long time, 
or let me say just not too long, that nobody can tell me what I want until I tell you this is what I want. If by any chance I'm talking to a white person, which I do almost on a daily basis, and uh, I'm talking bad about the black people, I like the Africans, as they call it, the Africans. Oh, this is what they do, this is what they do. And I'm the one spoiling my own people. So what do I expect them to say? The point is that this happened from us. We make this happen. It is what you tell them they listen to. You will never talk me less if I don't tell you I'll tell less about myself. So living in another part of the world doesn't make you smart, doesn't make you intelligent, and speaking other languages. The thing is that what you know is what will make you known. So basically, the question is that what do you know? It's what you know that makes you known by anybody. As a young boy, like, tell me how many people in other parts that do not have anybody to send them to school, to take care of them. They do have, I have so many from them. I, I see the way they talk. I see the way they operate and all of those things. The so-called America is the most debted country now, if not second or first. So what are we talking about that Africans, Africans, what do we do? Vuzi uh, Tekwanyo says something that um, the world has been happening to Africa, and this is the high time Africans happen to the world. And we are already doing that. Just this year alone, after close to 50 Africans across three countries, Nigeria, Kenya, and Ghana, not only because we want to make money, but because we want the right thing to be known by them. Because the Bible made us to understand if you know the truth, just know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the truth needs to be known by us. We need to say the truth. So whether how you are or whatever you do, if you don't say the truth, you don't tell people that this is the truth, you lie about who you are, you may not even be able to be who you truly need to be because it's expensive to be fake. It's expensive to not be authentic. So you basically need to be authentic, tell people about who you are. First thing I start with any time with my students is that, you know, whatever I, what I normally tell them is that my story, how I got started, how I do my things, how everything got started, how I started from the sawmill, how I changed my mindset, how I begin to see things in the other way around. So no one is better than me because you have different color. It's just a color. And that's what everyone must know in order to produce the right thing that needs to be produced. Without knowing yourself, you cannot know your capacity. You can't know what you could be able to achieve. So the first thing is that divine who you are, get to know you. When you know you, you will find your purpose. And don't let anybody 
talk you down, regardless the color, regardless the the intonation and all of those things. The way you talk, the way you that doesn't make you smart. It's just because of where you are. That's why you talk the way you are. Your accent doesn't make you intelligent. So please, I think we need to understand all these things that as Africans, we should begin to happen to the world, begin to dominate, dominate where you are, be a better person where you are, so you can germinate, flourish where you are, become a best, better person where you are. And when other people see you, they will see this is what you stand for. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Obey, for this great opportunity to speak on your space. Thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you. We appreciate those nuggets that you have given. And I, yes, I believe that you have gotten home. I appreciate that. All right, Jason, it's your turn. Please go ahead and share with us. The topic remains uh, the importance of African names uh, relating to uh, the African diaspora identity. Please go ahead. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Jason Bernard Humphreys Kente, the son of Bernard Humphreys. My dad was a scholarship winner from Antigua that came to Canada on scholarship, did his Bachelor of Commerce at a university formerly known as Ryerson. I'm a scholarship winner. I did my Bachelor of Commerce at the University of Toronto. And I worked at Microsoft Canada in 1998 and 1999. Um, and before my work term, I decided to change my name because I grew up in Canada as one of the only black kids and, you know, of African descent, right? And I was growing up and the way that Africa was portrayed and, and, and you know, yes, we were called black. So that's still, still something I'm used to saying. The way Africa was portrayed, uh, I was ashamed because they portrayed Africa as so backward. And um, because of how we were, were portrayed, I used to hide my African middle name, Kinte. And I would just say, my name is Jason um, Bernard Humphreys. And I never used to tell them my middle name was Kinte. My dad named me Jason Bernard Kinte Humphreys to give me an African middle name. And um, I didn't understand. I didn't learn anything about African history. I didn't learn anything about um, my background. And I didn't even know about the name Kinte until I got to high school. And then I had my first black teacher at the school. I didn't have him for any classes, but I did have him. Uh, he, he, he was a teacher on staff, uh, I think the only one in the school. And he had an after school program where he was teaching African history. And then I was like, oh, I'm named after a king. <laughs> and uh, um, I, I read uh, Roots and I said, oh my gosh, there's so much rich African history um, and Africa is so diverse and, and wealthy. So why was I ashamed I had an African middle name? So when I got to university and I was about to do my work term at Microsoft and I said, I want my references to be in the name Jason Bernard Humphreys Kinte. So I changed the order of my names to Jason Bernard Humphreys Kinte after I wrote this poem. It's called, They Called Me Humphreys. They called me Humphreys, slave with no brains. They called me Humphreys as they shackled me in chains. When I called out my names, whips gave my vessels blood drains. They built a bigger cage 
and I have made some gains. But after 400 years of slavery, rape, and murder, the title that identified me as European property remains. I remember my great, 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 great grand. Nah, I have no idea who he was. If he did something great, it wasn't the same as when someone else does. If he did something great, his master got credit. Fame goes with the name. If something went wrong, even due to a mistake by the master, the black slave took the blame. The name got the glory. Humphreys was exalted. Black skin got the shame. Black got assaulted. Picture an innocent lamb accused, captured, and tried, who said he was innocent and was said to have lied. Now picture a speedy trial, glaring injustices large, a losing defense, an innocent lamb convicted as charged. Now picture a people who called out African names until they abandoned those for European. They were shackled in chains. Now before the duration of their subservience was decided, visualized, the people accept an eternal sentence as Euro property, forgetting their former cries. My name is Kente. No, it's Humphreys now, boy. Now you belong to me. No, I will never submit. Oh yeah, eventually you will. No, never. Oh yeah, we'll see. Others look back at graduation plaques with their name. I know not where to look for mine. I'll look back at failure and pain. Others look back with pride and their triumphant feats. They look back at mine as theirs while I only look back at defeats. Will the name Humphreys get recorded in script for any good that I do? For my descendants to read about Humphreys and not be sure who? Will my black skin get recorded on film if I get recaged? For the original Humphreys to say he had to reclaim another ex-slave. You can't handle freedom, boy. Take my name and do as I say. No, I will never submit. Oh yeah, you will. When you get hungry someday. They called me Humphreys, slave with no brains. They called me Humphreys as they shackled me in chains. If I called out my names, whips, gave my vessels blood drains. The cage is now bigger and I have made some gains, but after over 400 years, they still call me Humphreys. And I have no one to blame because I call myself Humphreys, just like a slave with no brains. It's one of the 30 poems on my book course that I retired a millionaire to invest in, put together 25 years of my best poetry with questions after. Um, since 1999, when I planned my whole career, since 96, actually 25 years since 96, when I won seven scholarships, I'm Bernard Humphreys Kintes. Um, I'm, I'm Jason Bernard Humphreys Kinte, <laughs> the son of Bernard Humphreys, changed the order of my names legally. And, um, Basically, I'm the slave that got away and took his name back. There's no one else like me. I retired a millionaire with my life strategy book course complete. It's called Your Gifted So Think Freely to Course. And it's 
teaches the seven biblical principles for success in life that won me seven scholarships enable me to retire as a millionaire at 45 with my life strategy book course complete. There's nobody else like me. My name is Jason Humphrey Kinte. I'm a ton talk. Wow. That was amazing. That's really amazing, uh, Nakatia. You're right. That's really amazing. You see, as you are speaking, I am seeing what we are doing here to be valuable. This is why we are here. We are connecting. We are leaning on each other's shoulder. And we are tapping into our knowledge, our common knowledge. This is important. This is fundamental. This is, this is why we are here. Thank you for that sharing. All right. It has gone to such a time where we give our final thoughts because this has really been an intense conversation, but it was important to do this. This was a medicine we needed to drink. This is a medicine we needed to drink for our own sake. All right, I will want to start with Gloria because you are dealing with uh, ancestral healing. You are an ancestral healing coach. Based on what you, are, what you have discussed today, based on what you have heard and also what you have shared, what would be your final thought? to conclude this conversation. Maybe that is something you wanted to say. Maybe that is a message that, the kind of inspiration that came to you. Please go ahead and do that. Gosh, um, there's, there's, there's been so much. I, I feel I feel such, such a blessing. Um, it's been a gift to have been part of this wonderful conversation and with um, sharing space with this amazing group of people. Just to recap on um, what I'd said and, you know, what some of what other people have said, names, again, we should remember, they're not just labels. They're deeply intertwined with the individual's life journey, family history, and cultural heritage. They contribute to a rich, layered understanding of the person's identity and experiences. It's a reminder to the person of who they are where they've come from, and all the people involved in choosing that specific name for them. They belong somewhere. They belong to some people. It creates a place and space within you. That special name you have, it creates a space and place within you that no one has access to other than you. A protected place. Every time you hear that name, every time you call your name, every time you call your child's name, your friend's name, it gives life to the whole process involved in that. It pays tribute and honor to the ancestors involved in the process. I just want to just quickly say that um, I have a, a, a special offer um, uh, that I will be um, giving, um, offering. Um, for um, it's a ancestral healing, unlocking the power of your lineage. It's a five-day mini course, ten to twelve minutes a day. You'll be exposed to the concept of ancestral healing. You'll learn how about how ancestral healing heals wounds and patterns that can help release energy blocks. Understand the tapping into ancient wisdom for guidance can help you unlock your hidden potential. Help you harness the strength of those that have come before you and propel you to embrace a more empowered and fulfilled life. This five-day mini course aims to address the specific problems that people seeking healing often encounter and provide actionable solutions. It's all, they're all, it's all linked. All this work we're doing together, we're here for a reason. We're here today, now for a particular reason. It's, it's, it's time. 
It's our time. And like my brother Obey, he said, no one's going to tell our story for us. We have to tell it, tell it in all the different ways, be intentional about it, talk, speak it loud and clear. All the things that have been um, um, told to us about how we should despise who we are, despise our ancestors, despise our lineage, it's, it's done. That's, that's, we're done with it. Just to say, well, how you can reach me, I'm on LinkedIn, um, GloriaOgumbade.com. You can find me, my website on there. All right, I move to uh, Izu. Izu, please go ahead and let us know what is your final thought, and please tell people how to reach you. Yeah, I think we have had a fantastic time here today talking about the importance of African names and the diaspora identity. So um, my final words as we depart is this, um, please, as an African person, ensure that whatever your hand finds to do, do it very well. Because when you don't do it very well, they will say yes, it's because he is from Africa. But when you deliver very well, you'll be perceived as someone who is needed in the king's palace. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it very well. Don't let it go until you have done the very best you need to do because at the global stage, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. What matters is what is your value proposition? So do well to value everything you're doing and put in your very best. And don't think because you're an African person, you need to be pitied. No, see yourself as a change maker and as a leader and drive the course of things, doing the best you can do. And for anyone here who wants to have a conversation with me on how you can become a professional storyteller, or you want to take a course on developing your communication skills, or just check my bio and have a conversation. You want to have a conversation with me, feel free to reach out. And I'll be so glad for us to talk and also synergize. The importance of this synergy is not just all about money, 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 money. Everybody is looking for money. No, that is not it. The importance is for us to collaborate and keep doing great things in a way of addressing global issues. So with that said, I want to especially say thank you so much, Mr. Obehi, for being so consistent, for being so honorable in terms of having to show up right here every now and then, leading, promoting, you're such an amazing man. And I just wanted to give you your flowers. I will not give you your flowers when you're no more. I need to give you your flowers right here. Regards to your wife and everyone, and thanks a lot. Good to see you, Arthur, Gloria, Tobilo, and Justine, and Dr. Marcia. Good to see you, Dr. Olubeni, um, Adeyemi Pira, Ansi, Justine, Abiona, Bukola, Richard, Abati, and Marco. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, I yield the mic back to you, Mr. Obehi, and God bless you. Okay, thank you so much for the opportunity. The name is pronounced as Tobiloba. Right? It's basically Tobiloba. Um, what I just want to give out before going in is that get to know you. When you understand you, you will know how to present yourself. Right? And be the needed. Don't be a needy at all time, right? I really know you need something, but be the needed so that you'll be able to give what the Lord has asked you to give to this world in general. 
Uh, what I do basically is that I help professionals, coaches, and whichever thing you do, I help you to generate leads, quality leads, nurture them without spending so much money via your social media, without you running a paid ad. That's what I'm specialized on. And uh, you can reach me by booking a call. I'm on Facebook on everywhere. But the way you check my profile, you can be able to, you can see book an appointment with me. And we get to talk how I could be of help to you just on my profile. You will be able to reach out to me directly. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, uh, Toby Loba. All right, we move to Jason. Jason, we, we love what you share with us. I appreciate that. So what would be your final thought here? And how can people reach you for your service? Great. My Thank you. My final thought is write down your plan, right? I, I wrote down my whole career plan on one document uh, in 1999. Um, and that's why I'm financially free now. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm hiring. So I have four companies because I wrote it down. Um, it's basically like I'm like Harriet Tubman and I'm coming down to set people free. And I'm like, this is the freedom. Write down your plan. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck and you're going to be limited. So um, I help people all. I went back to work full time, 10 to 6 on Clubhouse and 7 to 10. But I'm also going to be opening up rooms from 7 to 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern time on LinkedIn, um, just so people don't have to download a Clubhouse app and I'll help people plan. Um, and if you wanna get the first chapter free in my book course, even to see how you can do it yourself, um, then download it at thinkfreely.net right now. You get the first chapter free, the whole thing is $100 and then people qualify for my $25,000 scholarship. I'm hiring founders, co-founders, and I realize that that many people are tech founders, but I plan my career better than Bill Gates and I'm president of Dream Livers Club Inc. Living my dream this decade and next decade I'm running for prime minister. So get me this decade before I get back into politics. I'm done speaking. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, Dr. Marcia, it's your turn. Please let the people know your final thought and how they can reach out to you because you do have a good offer there also. Thank you so much. I um I just want to make sure that I highlight that. That is important. His poem is was so important. It, it 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 touched a chord and they it makes us know that our names are very significant and that we are to I want to say and maybe end with this that even if you feel that you got your name by default, what I would want to say to you is that your name, everybody's name must mean something. You must give your name the significance that it carries. You must become master of your own destiny. You must make your name become not a label, but a message. And you must carry that message confidently. You must carry that message because you identify and understand the power in your name. You must carry your divine purpose in your name. You must contribute to the richness and depth of society by changing it and by serving others because your name means something. I am Dr. Marcia. I am a professional life coach, Christian professional life coach, and I am a Christian leadership consultant, coach, and trainer. I empower 
Christian leaders, high-achieving career professionals specifically, and leaders generally to remain relevant, resilient, and exemplary, especially in tough times, very resilient. And so if you want, if you're a leader at any level, whether in your home, self-leadership, you want to improve on that, or you're a part of a community or an industry and you want to start 2024 with clarity and confidence. And if you want to have a clear vision of what lies ahead and a strategic plan to achieve your dreams and your goals, I have a one-to-one coaching that I offer to provide insight, direction, and motivation for your journey ahead. It is specifically designed to help you unlock your potential and navigate your personal and professional challenges with confidence and purpose. What are the benefits of your this coaching session? You'll gain clarity on your life's purpose and the direction you should be heading. You uncover any barriers that may be hindering your progress and you develop a strategic plan for your God-given dream to become a reality And you also learn to tune into God's voice and make decisions that align with your highest purpose. Whether you are looking to start a business or improve your relationship or simple want to grow personally and professionally, these sessions are the perfect way to kickstart your new year. And so I want to say to you, you can contact me by booking a session on my profile. There you will see my link. And we can start the conversation and the journey of transformation, of confidence, of resilience, of faith through a leadership together. I change lives, I change outcomes, but I do it together we overcome. I am also introducing you for those who have not gotten a copy of my book, A Leader Like You, that you go out and don't be left behind. Get your copy and give someone. That is me for today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Matsya. Thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. All right. The only and important Olatuji is your turn. Please let the people have your final thoughts and remember to tell them how to reach you. All right. Beautiful. It's good to be here. I want to appreciate every one of us uh, who are stayed to this time uh, and especially to uh, all of us who have used the mic to, you know, uh, impart our word. I want to say a very big thank you uh, to Mr. Obeyi, to Biloba, Dr. Marcia, Jason Kinte, uh, Gloria Tino, uh, Izuchuko, Samuel, Arthur Jones. I, I want to appreciate every one of us. Absolutely. Uh, we have done very well uh, in making uh, a generational impact today. Everybody listening there, I want to say a big thank you to you for, you know, giving us the opportunity to be able to share with you uh, our, our thoughts. And don't forget, all right, that your name is your nature, your name is your authority, your name is your meaning, and your name is your energy. And when you want it to be it, all right, when you want it to be amen, all right, go back to your name. Your name has got everything in it, all right, uh, for you to be the best. And sometimes uh, you accidentally find yourself having certain names. Uh, at, at the point when you, you become self-aware enough, you have got all the right to give yourself the name that resonates with the meaning of the life you want to live. Uh, and that's that's one of the, you know, 
uh, strongest power that you have been given to name yourself uh you know in that fashion of the life you want to live and so interesting uh it is now very important to note that um, you cannot just be available you have to be valuable and that's why i you know i coined the word called available all right don't just be available be valuable with being available anywhere you go as an african please let them know that you are available and you are valuable. Uh, that's very important. Uh, I want to use this opportunity to invite you to join me. Uh, you know, it's it's such a, a good coincidence that we are starting Vision Board Conference 2024 uh, tomorrow. Uh, Vision Board Conference uh, with, with, with me, uh, you know, started in 2020. 2019, and um, uh, we have recorded so many outstanding and transformational, uh, uh, you know, uh, testimonies. All right, people moving from nobody to becoming somebody by having vision. I tell people practically, you 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 are a mess of yourself if you have got everything without vision because there is no need. Uh, telling a giant to move from you know the top of a building, uh, you know to the ground floor. If he has got no eyes, no matter how big you are, if you have no vision, please, you are going to waste your life. All right. So vision board conference gives you a lot of advantage. Uh, it, it's it's deeply rooted in my core, you know, of emotional intelligence. All right. Uh, I took my time over a decade now understanding emotional intelligence and um, you know getting certified in emotional intelligence to know exactly, you know. Uh, why people behave the way they do, uh, understanding psychology and neurology. And I can tell you absolutely why people will not be able to get their visions done. So don't, don't empower people when they don't have vision. It's just going to be a waste of resources, going to be a waste of energy. So uh, join me for Vision Board Conference 2024. The theme for this one is Emergence, Raising of Giant Killers. Uh, I'm so conscious of the fact that um, we have got to kill some giants. And you know, there's a thin line, very thin, and that, that was actually the inspiration for me, that not all giants are, are to be killed, but all giants must know that you can kill them, all right? And that's very important because we are taking new territories, and at the gates of every territory, are giants all right uh, they are not there as your enemy they are only there as signals to to you to confirm that the land actually flow with meek and honey and um you know in the place of identity and self-awareness they want to know that you are the rightful owner before they hand it over and if you cannot prove it to them you are going to lose what actually you know belongs to you and where does that come from it comes from the core of vision understanding actually so you know the vision board conference is going to be paying good attention you know to your your self-awareness your self-discovery paying good attention to your health all right your vision and your health all right you, you can't fulfill vision outside of your body that's very important and it's going to be paying attention to your finances anything that is not going to be expensive is not supposed to be called vision if you can do it easily and with what you have got it's not powerful enough as a vision your vision requires money and you're definitely going to know how to become you know, uh, financially free enough to be able to fulfill your love cheers vision. This is very, very dear to me. It's not, it's not what I do as a career. I do it as a call. And because I know that uh, many destinies are tied to understanding that their vision is the arrowhead to the fulfillment of their purpose. You can get anything when you don't have vision. Everything you have got, it's a waste. A man without vision cannot avoid 
perishing. Please don't get late into 2024. Join me for Vision Board Conference and let's do a lot together. Uh, you can easily reach me, come to my DM, very available. Uh, and you can get me through my contact right there on my uh, status. And the link you will find on my on my profile there is, you know, uh, a, a personal development perspective to conquering LinkedIn, all right? I had to write that from many uh, pleas. People just wanted to know, how did you, you know, build this following and all of it like that? Okay, I had to put it in a, into a book and I left it on the chair for over a year before, you know, bringing it out and say, okay, let's, uh, let's people have it. So if you clearly and truthfully want to dominate LinkedIn from a place of value, uh, this is a clear practical, all right? A big, big practical uh, that I've put together for you to go from the place of personal development development uh, and you know conquering your world come on uh 2024 is definitely going to be very great but it's going to be as great as much as you are ready for it i, I want to appreciate every one of us again and i want to tell you something that you know you can never be greater than you let's look for a way to patronize mr obey his book Please, let's get his books. Mr. Obehi, please drop your link so that we can also patronize the books. We love you so much, bro. All right. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, the book uh, is available on Amazon. Uh, the five of them are available for any any one of you that maybe are finding this interesting to maybe get a copy of it. This is why we are here. We are sharing story because we love to do this. And I want to appreciate every one of you for being here. And the important thing is, what is your name? This is fundamental. So we really need to pay attention to that and make sure we take the message home that our name are not just number, they are not just mere identification, they are spiritual things. They tie us to our origin, to where we are coming from and to what we represent in the world. So I really want to thank all of you. And please come back again as we take on this conversation 40 days from now. I appreciate each and every one of you. I do have a wonderful time.